0: Um, so you, you tell me when we got the green light here, buddy.
1: Okay, cool. We are good to go.
0: All right. Um, so this, uh, we're, this hat, we're good.
1: You can start the show whenever you want.
0: Okay doon no
1: no i'm not doing that tonight my girlfriend's sleeping so i'm not gonna oh not gonna sing
0: it's embarrassing for me
1: yeah well that's just how it worked out tonight i mean the first two episodes were it was me singing and you kind of uh-huh. refusing or just half acidly.
0: no I, I i didn't refuse um i i participated and, and you might not have uh liked or appreciated my 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 effort and my singing it's just it's um, it's
1: just very similar to the uh the editing issue you have you know
0: well i i think we're talking about two different <laughs> things and i mean it's not like I started that, and then you, you were like, oh, I'll do the song, but I gotta be quiet. <laughs> dudes, 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 dudes. You were just just a flat out. You were like, nah, nope. I thought and, it would be
1: funny to leave you hanging.
0: And and I did not give you that. Trust me, there were times when we were doing that, and you could even hear on the third episode, actually, where I'm, I'm doing the Dune Dudes baritone, and then my girlfriend yells at me to shut up. From the other <laughs> so... I, t- I did this shit for you and now it feels like uh i don't know it's coming back to bite me
1: well hey it's it, it's a it's it's a rare midnight recording session
0: i get it well let me tell you that's what separates the hosts from the guests yeah you know? it's
1: true so why didn't we were why didn't you put out an episode last week could you not get a different guest
0: oh that's
1: is that why you didn't put one out last week
0: Okay, well, I mean, I, I didn't put it out last week because you and I have have something of a rapport, <laughs> okay? And, like, we kind of have this ongoing discussion. Um, so, sure, like, if I just wanted to talk about my thoughts on these most recent chapters of Dune with someone else who was familiar, like our good friend Joshua, um... I, yeah, I could have done that. But, you know, I I wanted to continue our conversation. So I, I did that for us and for the sake of our audience.
1: Even though it's not very good?
0: Even though what's not very good?
1: The podcast?
0: No, 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 no. See, you, you misunderstand. <laughs> Again, no, the, the podcast self in terms of uh, our discussion and... Um, our- you know, our breakdown of the chapters, our band. that's all... Our bants? Yeah, our bants.
1: You're, you're calling it band.
0: We have some bants.
1: Okay, alright. I've never heard it referred to as band, but that works.
0: You don't think we have bants?
1: I, I mean, we have all the bands in the world. I've just never heard that word before.
0: You've never heard the word?
1: No, it's my first time.
0: So, I mean, are you confused then? Do you need me to explain what that means? No, How it you sounds you like
1: going? it's it's short for banter.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. It's yeah, it's banter. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, I, I I get it. I just have never heard it before.
0: Oh. Well, at any rate, the the <laughs> bant the bant is just fine. Um the problem is when people can't listen uh, closely to our band, or 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 our band is chopped up. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. recorded poorly and uh, cuts in and out. Yeah, and then that's released into the podiverse, the pod universe, podcast.
1: Do you have as, have uh, no memory of the time I put out a swapping spit episode where there were large chunks that were <laughs> that were that yeah, were just frozen and we didn't. <laughs> there was no audio at all.
0: Well. But that was one episode. I mean, yeah. honestly, overall, the the quality of swapping spit was, I I mean, I I'd say consistent and positive.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I, I mean, I I I just feel like the issue is like you. It's like it sounds like we're talking on cell phones, or it sounds like we're talking on like a on like a bad uh, with the bad network connection. I which is, guess which is I mean true.
0: it's not if it if it were just um that like our audio quality itself was like poor I think that's one thing that's that's fine I, honestly though I think it it has like this feedback protection it sounds like and it 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 keeps like kind of cutting in and out but like only so briefly that like you you still understand what we're saying so
1: that's the big annoying thing for you
0: yes it is okay
1: yeah because that annoys me or it did at first before i stopped caring but uh
0: yeah right because i mean you know why hold yourself to any standard i even told you i even told
1: you to 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 turn off the uh sensitivity protection
0: why honestly you know why why even um why are you taking so long working on these songs that you have when you can just throw a guitar against the wall and record that and just send it out Send it on to the fucking internet and say, Here's my music, you know. There's there's Why different, make it any better? Why put in more effort than that, right?
1: There's different levels to, you know, perfectionism or, you know, different levels of hard work. And I think recording an album is one thing and putting out one episode of a podcast is a totally different thing. All right. I think podcasts are like the brand new fast and dirty disposable media you know like we're not NPR I don't want to be NPR I <laughs> I like it to sound dirty and messy and yeah crummy sometimes
0: yeah you just you think you're the the punk rock podcaster huh
1: yeah I, d- I mean I I think I am
0: the, the one rock. and only The pod rock punk caster mm-hmm that's you, huh?
1: Yeah, I I agree with you that the 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 cutting out thing is that drove that drove me crazy the first few times I heard that. And that's all Discord. That's a total Discord thing.
0: Yeah. Well. Fuck Discord.
1: We're off Discord. That's right. No more Craig. No,
0: no more. Mm-mm. I never liked that he was named Craig in the first place.
1: Yeah, it's a, It's not a not a great name.
0: I. I have a few choice words I could say about, the name Craig. I'm not going to.
1: If you want to, is, you can.
0: I know I can. The floor is open. No, trust me. I know it's open. I know it's open. Um.
1: Now, does it feel be- weird to you? Does it feel weird to you, as the host? Uh huh to be putting on a show about Dune right now with everything else that's going on in the world?
0: Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say mainly because, um, you know, despite... The fact that uh, there are very real, serious, and and crazy uh, problems and happenings going on. Um, You know, not 100% of our time can be devoted to focusing on that. Um, Because I think that would just be unhealthy. And there definitely is a, you know, privilege wrapped up in also like having the option to say, well, I'm kind of gonna shut off from that for a bit, you know, and I'm gonna kind of dive into this sort of escapist media, whether that be the book itself or discussing it with a friend, you know, not everyone has that luxury when this shit is going down and we do. Um, So, yeah, I I do think there's an uncomfortable part about it in some ways, but also I don't think it's wrong to also try and, like, go about things that are part of our normal routine, even while things are burning down around us.
1: That is a very well-spoken, thoughtful, and insightful answer. Um what I'll say is, you know, I agree with those with all of those words you just Thanks. spoke. Every single one. Um but I'll just I mean, I'll keep it simple. I think the dudes still need their dune. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all I gotta say. Oh. The dude's got God. a dune.
0: Thank God you are you are my my humble guest, like, <laughs> you know, my little monkey boy. They're not inviting me Conan. back here, are they? Um, you are uh, you're uh, you're like that that kind of big guy with the nasally voice to my Conan O'Brien, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm
1: your you're Andy like Richter.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. you're that guy. You're him. To me, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, I,
1: I'd be happy to play the Andy Richter role,
0: right? And you would you wouldn't say that Andy Richter is like the co-host of Conan, right? No, I he's mean? the sidekick, right?
1: That's a very well-defined role.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of what we have. I appreciate that. So, pretty
1: much, what I'll do since I since now I'm not even a guest, I'm a sidekick. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll just interject occasionally with like a <laughs> with like a kind of funny joke. Yeah like something that could like maybe get a, a small chuckle right out of a few people
0: plus i mean it it could set me up to uh, lambast you in response and and that's where you that's where you really get them. that's where you That's get where them. the fireworks
1: are, yeah. 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 It's true.
0: But I, I don't know if i i quite have that pizzazz but we'll see. If we're, if we're going to go from a host to guest relationship to a host to sidekick relationship there's gonna there's gonna be a transition period that we we gotta figure out buddy so
1: hey well we'll we'll just live through it
0: sure let's see how you know this
1: this is new to i'm not used to being a guest on the podcast yeah you know you're not used to being a host on a podcast
0: no this is all topsy-turvy yeah
1: this this is new to us we're just learning as we go
0: um i feel like i should lean a bit more into my hosting duties at this point anyways um so let's let's do that. Uh, we're the dudes, and we're here to do the Dune.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you want to sing the song again, you can.
0: No, because you're not going to join me. So uh, we already did that. I mean, that that's the very thing that set this whole thing in motion. So I'm not going to return to that. Okay. We're past that. We <laughs> we read we read chapters sixteen through twenty. Yes. Uh, just as a quick aside, did did you happen to read beyond chapter twenty yet?
1: Um. Have you? No. No, I haven't either.
0: Okay, I wanted to mention that because, um, I I intentionally haven't read. I thought about it. And I know that you said, uh, you know, that we don't want to like stop each other. Um, but I've liked having a mutual discussion in our podcast about like what we think might happen next. Yeah. And I, kinda I agree. felt like if I, if I knew that that kind of might change things and, you know, I don't want to tie you down there, but I've actually liked the pace that we're reading at and I, my suggestion is that if if one of us were to finish the five chapters and and be able to keep reading, but we haven't done the discussion yet, um, I actually would like to wait. If you're cool with that,
1: yeah. Continue no, I'm 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 in the same boat. I I agree with you. I think also there's a a, a worry that if we um read ahead, we could confuse the chapters and give right. away spoilers.
0: Right. Okay, cool. That's I know we haven't discussed that, and there was kind of some extra time this 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 break, so I wasn't sure if things changed, but just wanted to lay it all out there. So that's where we're at.
1: Yeah, no, we're in total agreement. I've I've actually I haven't I've I've been reading another book on the side, so I'm I'm uh I'm I'm double fisting right now.
0: Yeah. Wow. Good one, Andy.
1: Thanks, Conan.
0: <laughs> really bad. Sorry. <laughs>
1: we don't always have to like say like say our names though.
0: So. Yeah. No, I know. I'm that's I'm just still getting used to it. I'm figuring it out. We're okay. The
1: here. Big C. Uh,
0: all right, there. Lil C.
1: I mean, his name is Andy, so
0: little be... C nut. All right you're okay you're you're not calling me big c because my name's actually connor huh? no i was, I was, was not, d- I was doing the okay.
1: conan thing yeah
0: i see does he say that big c no i don't think so oh hmm.
1: he might have it at one point i don't know
0: but then but then conan could turn around and be like big c uh you have you weighed yourself lately there buddy maybe you should be calling yourself the big a
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know how how like if like fat shaming is uh is like a popular form of humor these days. I think it's kind of frowned yeah. upon.
0: Um, yeah, listen, I'm not trying to say that that I condone that, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I but I feel like um. I, f- I don't know. I think Conan would take that jab. <laughs> is all I'm saying. I don't. They're I not, think Conan uh, is. Um, they're not holier than thou, you know. I mean, I Conan's
1: not one of those comedians. He he wouldn't. I I don't think I don't think he would make a size joke.
0: Yeah.
1: I think he's a lot more. Uh, um. It it just, it just does not go for those easy blows.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got plenty of other easy blows to do, right?
1: <laughs> right uh, Yeah I guess yeah
0: Right Alright <laughs> Man I gotta tell you it's hard to be a host I don't uh I don't know how you do it
1: Yeah you're sweating so, out there I see you see, yeah, I know You're Jeez, literally don't... sweating
0: Alright <clears throat> So when we last left off Um the duke and this dr Kynes went out to this you know uh sand spice mobile spice factory and the sandworm showed up and the duke saved everyone and shit at the expense of the spice factory being eaten by the sandworm that was kind of a big deal um
1: yeah it was very exciting to see a a sandworm in action
0: yes read about it right visualize it in your brain yeah yeah and next we're being asked to visualize a dinner party
1: yes the dinner party um it was a very long chapter
0: it was yes it was maybe the
1: longest chapter.
0: chapter maybe yeah i mean this this could have easily been like three chapters of a of a You know, the shorter length that they've had going on, it it was a a very long chapter in its own right, and there was a lot going on. Um, Probably, like uh, you know, we keep saying uh, more stuff than you know can be easily kept track of. Yeah,
1: and and the 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 thing about the dinner party too is is that there was a lot that was said and a lot that was unsaid and a lot of undertones and things that people were saying but not saying and yes different motives being exposed or yes there i yeah it was it was it was very interesting
0: it was yeah um especially cuz it's all you know taking place within um this uh This, like, high society mm-hmm. structure and ritual. And so, like, um, pretty much all the characters that are interacting with each other here are, uh, you know, the people with the power on Arrakis and the people who, um, you know, the, the, the very few who control the, the water, the water, water. Um, but yeah, just um, people who
1: control the water and the people who who have a keen interest in uh, keeping the, the water as, as um, limited as it is.
0: Yeah. And so this starts off, there's, this practice, it sounds like the Harkodans did, where uh, they would just like deliberately spill water on the floor and then like throw a towel on it and then they would wring the towel out for like the beggars in the streets mm-hmm. after they all had dinner. And uh, I mean, like we, we kind of talked about how we hadn't really had an opportunity to talk about class in this book and I feel like this is the chapter that um, you know, really starts to open up those avenues.
1: Yeah, this definitely gets at it.
0: Um, and what I what I liked about it, because um, obviously, you know, you, you could have it very easily be, um, you know, oh, the Duke's this noble elite who's, you know, going to be, changing something more in favor of, uh, this oppressed class. And, um, you know, obviously that's going to ruffle the feathers of the other rich people who want to consolidate their power. Uh, but they also make a point to mention how that, uh, also shocks and kind of angers the, the same people that it oppresses too, because the, the servants there seem very hesitant and resistant to it and really speaks to like uh, just the ingrained, um, you know, brainwashing and the the structures that, you know, people are, are scared to break, I guess, because yeah. they, it's yeah. you know, so invisible that they live inside them.
1: I mean, and it's even like, you know, um, I think I mentioned a side hustle.
0: Oh, that's of, right. Of uh, one that's of the servants
1: right. collecting the the extra water or whatever from the yes dinners and and then selling the water to uh, to people on the, to peasants or people on the streets or whatever.
0: Yes, that's that is exactly right. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of a hey. That's that's a trickle down economics right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, literally. That's right. Right. You know, proof that it does work. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like um. It's like if, if we suddenly made all transportation free, it's like Uber drivers getting pissed at that.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Like people who are hurt by the geek economy, but like, I don't know, kind of putting their, their anger in the wrong place, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then it's, you know, it's also one of those things that, uh, I also like so. There's um, this guy. I can't think of what his name is, but he's the dude. I'm who gonna controls. have. I'm
1: gonna. There's gonna be no names that I yeah <laughs> can remember. It's, it's there. There are so many people at the party, and it and I read it like days ago, and since yeah. then the world has ended again. So
0: true. Um, but the water shipper, the dude who I guess controls the shipping of water, um. Is like, oh, well, Duke, you're, what, you're just coming in and changing all this shit? You know, didn't know you cared so much about the poor people and water. What are you going to do about, like, the crazy fucking greenhouse terrarium uh, with, like, freaking pools of water in your yeah. secret room in your mansion? Um, so I-, I like that you get gets called out and Jessica kind of has some, some snappy response to kind of bail him out of that. Um, But I I liked all that, that interplay where, uh, I don't know, it was was like kind of watching like fucking Downton Abbey or, or some like high society sort of soap opera where exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like a people, lot of ability. People got to be
0: polite, you know. They got to save mm-hmm. face, but they're, yeah, yeah, they're battling in their conversations,
1: very yeah. subtly, and um, yeah, with with like coded language, kind of. Um, but yeah, I mean, from what we have, what we heard, it it seems like the um, the Duke, his plan is to be more um, radical in his uh division of the resources of Arrakis and that that scares the pants off of these people yeah uh-huh that's like
0: I know it's like you know Bernie Sanders showing up to arrakis or something I know I was gonna say
1: that that you that's like, that, that would be like the first night at, at at a Bernie Sanders White House
0: yeah exactly you know the, the first dinner
1: at the Bernie Sanders white house
0: the and you know the the democratic establishment is not having it so
1: yeah, I mean, I don't. I think I don't think that the Duke is is nearly as radical as Bernie Sanders, but um, no. But I mean, it's. I mean, he, he's no Joe Biden.
0: No, maybe maybe a nice in between there. Maybe yeah, a Yang of sorts. <laughs> he's
1: kind of he's kind of Yang gang. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but at any rate, that's who I, I imagine
1: like he is when I read it. <laughs> I imagine he's Andrew Yang. Wow!
0: Well, thank God I already have an image of him, or else I, that probably would be stuck in my head now.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I'm just joking.
0: I know. Do you picture him as someone?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the name of the. It's. I think it's an actor. I don't know. It's. A, yeah. It's. It's a guy that I. A face I recognize.
0: I always I kind of think of him as uh, Christopher Lee, who's Count Dooku in the Star Wars movies. Like, I don't know if it's just because he's a count and this guy's a duke, and I like just conflated those two fucking things. Yeah, and but...
1: like Dooku, duke.
0: Yeah. Right. You know. But yeah, to me, he's he's kind of like Count Dooku, but I don't know, younger and nicer, and more, he just has a deep voice, I guess.
1: Yeah, he, he does, and kind of like a cold. Yeah. Uh, I what what is count Dooku? Oh, okay, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, that's that's a good. Uh, let me see if I can find the guy that I I imagine as. Yeah. Um. Ah, fuck. I think it's Gary.
0: <laughs> You're me. you just think it's Elfish. <laughs> <you> Google Gary. <laughs> Google who is Gary? Uh.
1: Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll find sure. I'll, I'll find this guy.
0: Yeah. Um. I, mean, I don't want to get too caught up. In, I literally what we we're talking about just the first couple pages of this. Like we said, long chapter. Mm-hmm. Um. really the important things I think in this chapter are um, it becomes clear to Jessica that at least one of the the people at this table is a Harkonnen spy or an ally um, and and she kind of She also invites this smuggler who they've sort of alluded to in their work. His name's like Turek or or Tutunek. Turek, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. But he's kind of this like big imposing, scarred up smuggler guy. Um, I only want to mention him here because I'm going to talk about him a little bit more later Mm -hmm. when we go on. Um, But pretty much there's a Harkonnen spy Amongst their number, top of just regular-ass people being shitty. Um, Paul sort of has an opportunity to step up, and he seems to actually be kind of arrogant with uh, toying with the guests. Yeah, indeed. even and... Yes, indeed. You know, which I, I get, you know, the uh, guests are just a of of him, and so he kind of revels in playing back, and he, he does a good job. But Yeah,
1: he wants to prove that he's a grown-up.
0: Yep, that he's, he,
1: he, he's a dude-to-be
0: you know and uh, in what may be sort of a a bit of foreshadowing when his father the duke gets up to eat the table uh, cuz he has to attend some business um, you know it's paul who then fills in that gap and yep, sits he, in the duke's seat as He the, takes charge
1: uh, he's indeed. the as as the head of the the dinner party
0: Yep and you know by extension the head of the atreides family so um, and that the Harkonnens have smuggled in lasguns. guns, las guns. They could have just called them lasers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Laser guns. Now it's got
1: this confusing, because, I mean, if you per, you know, pronounce it how it is spelled, it's las guns. Yeah. Which, like, is not...
0: But it, but it's definitely supposed to be like laser. Oh yeah, guns, I mean definitely right? they're, so, they're definitely
1: like a laser gun. But yeah, it's just kind of and a, then,
0: right. And then laser is lays, so it'd be like lays guns. But I think yeah. that sounds weird. So that I think of it like las guns. But I I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter.
1: We'll find out in the movie.
0: That's right. <laughs> Save me, David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, and there's kind of this continued... Like, this has been mentioned before. Several characters have brought up that the Atreides' shields, their reliance on shields and shield belts is... Um, like, something that could be taken advantage of on Arrakis. It, it does not seem to be something that protects them as they think it is. Mm-hmm. And Jessica mentions that the Laz guns apparently can I guess have like a reaction with a shield that sounds like just a giant-ass explosion. Um, so oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, did you find the guy?
1: I got the guy that I that I picture. Um, Gary uh, Cole.
0: Gary Cole. Not
1: Gary Coleman. Gary Cole. <laughs> Gary Cole
0: all right uh look him up let me let me see gary cole you'll you'll
1: definitely recognize him
0: not gary coleman (laughs) that's good because that's the first oh shit yeah yeah i do you know that's a good one um yeah bill lumberg man
1: yeah except with obviously but yeah no i know
0: but and not really but but that's the actor yeah Yeah,
1: yep yep
0: um yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's you, he, honestly, I think he would be like flattered that you think of him. And, yeah, I maybe. don't know. Like, it's not someone I, I, I can't imagine like reading and being like, I need a face for this and like, <laughs> Gary Cole. <laughs> Gary Cole. Like,
1: and the, okay, the 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 only role that I really remember him from is um from Entourage.
0: Who the fuck was he in Entourage? He plays
1: know. like. Ari's old friend who he hires to like help him out and then he just fucks up like he like fucks up over and over again for like an entire season
0: man that's funny because i've always thought of paul a little bit as turtle so (laughs) nice yeah um anyways paul could be vince figure that out i'm glad you figured that out paul could be vince oh v- vince yeah yeah, yeah. A, a young you know right they're they're cocky mm-hmm. they have black hair yep got a chip on their shoulder They've it got a fits chip on their fucking shoulder yep yes they do um their dad is horribly murdered <laughs> by, by an enemy family
1: hey hey he's not mur- he's not dead yet
0: that's that's right i know he's not
1: we said He's he would not be. Dead yet? We said he would be, but we were wrong. I mean, I I, I pretty much was the one that put that on I, the table.
0: Eh, but but not totally wrong. I mean, I I we're didn't vi- want to jump the gun. Yeah, I, it's, I didn't want to jump the gun, but
1: it's imminent. It's yeah. It's I mean, in the process looks, of happening.
0: This is going down, but that's why I wanted to talk about like this this shit first before it's like. I know, I know. We're trying to go chronologically. It it's the fan. Yeah. Um, Anyways, dinner party. Cool. Is there anything else you want to mention before we, we, we move um, on? There? Um...
1: I, f- I don't know. I, I, I think, um... I, th- I think there was something, but I'm forgetting it now, so if I do remember it, we'll just jump back.
0: Sure. There, there really is... There really is a lot. And uh, Dr. Kynes has a lot to say here, too. Um... He he sticks up for House Atreides. Dr. Yes, Kynes, yes, yes, yes. Uh, defends the Duke and Paul's honor, and and compares himself to their family, saying that they're they're both people who who care about their honor, and so it definitely shows that Kynes' place in the plan could could
1: be compromised.
0: Change like you. Like you've said.
1: Yeah. And also he, he does totally believe that the ecosystem can be changed, yes, but he's afraid right. to say it outright because that's too radical.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is very interesting.
0: Yeah. Right. Probably, uh, fearing for his own life. Yeah. Surrounded by all these private interests. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, probably not what you want to be talking about at the dinner table there. So, but, yeah, it seems like his heart is in the right place, even though he's kind of in the belly of the beast, too. Um, but I, I think he does have ultimately good intentions, in a way.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um,
0: so, our next chapter is where Jessica's awoken in the castle by drunken idaho
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was a that good was, one yeah because his name is yeah. duncan so he's said yeah, drunken because he was his drunk his name
0: is duncan and he's drunk
1: on spice beer spice rum whatever
0: spice beer spice, spice beer.
1: beer sounds delicious
0: yeah it does
1: Sounds like a a, uh, a a Samuel Adams, winter variety.
0: <laughs> Does it? It makes it makes me think of more of like a ginger beer.
1: Mm, I yeah, I guess ginger beer would work too.
0: Have you had a ginger beer? I think I have. Yeah, they're refreshing. <laughs> they're nice. Yeah, they're I, they I definitely are.
1: had one at um Harry Potter World.
0: Oh, it's. Well... One of
1: those like, ginger beers.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I'm not talking about... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on some Harry Potter bullshit. I'm saying, like... <laughs> like, you can get... Okay. So, like... Wait. Is that what it's called in Harry Potter? I forget now. That is, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, or no... It's not butter. It's butter beer. Oh, butter, butter beer. Asshole. Oh, okay. God damn it. You're <laughs> making me question myself. You no, know, <laughs> ginger beer is not butter beer. No, <laughs> no. Okay. You're right. You're,
1: no. you're the big Harry Potter fan here. I'm not, I'm, I'm out of yeah. my element that's, discussing that's Potter right. with a Potterhead.
0: We, we've talked about Harry Potter too much on this podcast. Honestly, yeah, I don't really I want to talk about Harry Potter and I'm, I'm not that big of a Harry Potter fan.
1: Mm, you're pretty. You're a pretty big Harry Potter head.
0: J.K. Rowling is a turf, and I will not give her space on this platform. Yeah,
1: she really sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's a bad person. Say it. Not like Frank Herbert here. No. But we know nothing about. Thank God. <laughs> I was about
0: to say. I was like, actually, you know, he might be. <laughs> I mean, he was a man in the 1960s, so... Just, let's just go no further. Yeah, we'll, we can talk about that after. Maybe yes. we'll, we'll have a, a special Frank Herbert-centric episode.
1: For a, a deep dive on Frank Herbert's yeah, personal learn, like, life. Yeah,
0: horrible shit and then be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have read Dude. <laughs> like, oh, God. That guy fucking sucked. I know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Duncan Idaho's is drunk, and he uh, spills some beans doesn't
1: he he does yeah he he reveals that um they think jessica is a double agent yes and that's why he's been kind of guarding her yep oh that's that's what i wanted to to say about the dinner party is that um the entire time jessica is aware of how cold he's of, of how cold the duke has been and how how he's been acting differently around her and stuff and and she's kind of like wondering why that could be and going through kind of possible reasons for that. Mhm. So that's kind of another element that we didn't discuss that is in play throughout the entire chapter.
0: True. And previously we did uh kind of make our own predictions. I know like you were saying um we kind of felt like the duke was going to keep pushing people away um and that there'd be like a more dramatic clash between the Duke and Jessica and there's still time. Um, but it didn't come to a head the the way that I thought it would. It actually, um,
1: yeah, I think it's not the focus. I think things got out of hand too fast for it to,
0: to fester. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that is something I am going to want to mention too. It's something that I really appreciated about the way that, um, Things are written here, um, but yeah. So the Duke, or I mean, Jessica finds out that uh, right she's a suspect, and she summons Dufier Hawlett to her private chambers. This is
1: such a great chapter.
0: It is. It's it's a-
1: really. It's it's incredible. Just the I mean the back and forth is a uh, is, is just it's great writing. I think it's just yeah. great. It's it's terrific dialogue.
0: Yeah. I mean we we have two people confronting each other who both um in their own way, you know, like passionately love the duke. Yeah. And uh would likely do anything to protect him.
1: Yeah, would they and, they die for the duke?
0: Yes. And there's still time for that to happen too.
1: <laughs> that, that's true that that, that could happen.
0: Um and you know both of their 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 pride is hurt too. I mean, Jessica is uh you know deeply insulted. I think they both understand, but they're they're both. I mean, it gets, you know, like almost freaks out when it gets turned around, and just mm-hmm. goes like, "Well, you know, what the fuck? What about you? You know, like you're gonna level that shit at me? Like, yeah." Um. There, there's definitely several things to break down here. Is there anything that you wanna talk about? It seems like you, you, um, you kind of jumped up when I when I brought this up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just thought it would like. Jessica, like, you know, she, she kind of, I mean, she has to, um, take time to like, remember her B'nai at training a few times, I think, cause she's getting too emotional and too, uh, upset about being Ouch. accused of conspiring against the Duke. And, um, you know, she, she, she really pulls out a lot of her tricks and um yeah is is firing on all cylinders against um howa and uh and i mean i don't know it's uh yeah it's very it's very very tense and howa yes. is uh kind of he's kind of, yeah he's blown away by the 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 true power she holds you know yeah and, and it's kind of Revealed of maybe like what he truly thinks of the Bene Gesserit, and the, you know he maybe has some uh, um, prejudice there, which yeah. he's heard, and, uh, and 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 it's it kind of goes to show that the whole Atreides clan or the whole team they they don't really know much of what Jessica truly is capable of. Yeah, it seems like that only a, a small circle of people know you know people have heard whispers or whatever about the Bene Gesserit, right. but, but pretty much only her inner circle
0: right I, I think it could very well be only Paul and the Duke Yeah. and I think if anyone Paul probably knows more than the Duke because Paul's getting trained agreed you know? yeah but I I I kind of wonder if there's things that Jessica's capable of that even the Duke doesn't know.
1: I, I, um, I, I bet there probably are,
0: but, uh, yeah, yeah we, that maybe
1: she keeps to in, in thinking that they're, that that's protecting him. Maybe. Yes.
0: Um, we get to learn a little more about like the voice, which also comes up later mm-hmm. in, uh, Paul and Jessica's escape yep that will we'll touch on but we get to learn a bit more about the voice and how they the Bene Gesserit, can command people um to do things against their will it seems in a way um, you know and obviously we're still learning and she kind of as the chapters really from her perspective, there's kind of several times where it's clear she's, she almost has to like guide him to it or get him ready or maybe like susceptible. Mm -hmm. You know, she, it doesn't seem like she could probably just like immediately say to someone like, I want you to, put a gun to your head and kill yourself. I don't think she's able to do that, but she's clearly able to influence people very, very, very strongly.
1: It's like opening their mind up to suggestion and making the suggestion sound extremely appealing. Right. To the point where they don't even think about not doing
0: it. Right. Like a, like a weird hypnotism. Yeah. It isn't quite, but yeah, similar to the process of it. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, which
1: you know, I mean she, she does. She turns it around on him and um you know, brings up uh how he he kind of is the weakest link here in their close circle, that he's the one that kind of could be manipulated into uh some sort of trap. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, you know, she's she she's right and she does shake him to his core
0: yes and it Um, really
1: does not end on good terms it's it's kind of they're they're both kind of burnt after it
0: yeah that's that's what i like the most is and and i think what made it feel so compelling and believable because it's not like the other character just goes oh you're right the the chapter ends with um Without like a clean resolution because they're both very uh, determined characters who have a lot of faith in their own abilities. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, they're not they're not easily swayed by the other. Even though both of them, in their own way, obviously are also hold a lot of power. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about the ending. And we kind of talked about this a bit, but uh, Papa Atreides, Leto's dad, Mm -hmm. um, who is dead, killed by a bull, um, Haught, who served under him, mentions that he feels like the bull, I think, and she's the matador. Unless I have it backwards, but I, I think that's how he puts it.
1: I, I think that's how he puts it as well, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. and I I really like that analogy for, I guess one, the kind of like goading sort of power that uh, that Jessica holds and the way that she's able to influence people, but also that like that's something that how would reflect back on like it makes me kind of realize that as the right hand man to the duke who at the time was leto's father uh you know he was probably there in attendance and like his job is to have him be not killed you know yeah i I, that uh, that sounds like a a, a very dark day for him yeah right um because i mean we saw how hard he took it with paul's failed assassination
1: yeah he uh, handed in his reg his resignation and had to be convinced right. to to stay on
0: so um i just felt like that was a really telling detail about hot and I, I think he carries around a lot of guilt which kind of motivates him to always uh do better, but like also be hyper paranoid.
1: Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And I think it, it kind of, it kind of, uh, is telling also that, you know, he's like, he doesn't want to burn this bridge with Jessica, but if it means potentially saving the Duke's life or in service to the Duke, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what he has to do. Right. Even if he feels bad about it, that's just, that's, he's, he's, he's very, um, he's got tunnel vision for, for better or yes. for worse for protecting the duke
0: yes that's well said um yeah this was a great chapter only one thing i want to mention before we really we really get into the meat and potatoes yes. this next chapter is the duke the baba <laughs> yes. duke uh when hot confronts jessica um and admits that he suspects Jessica as being a Harkonnen spy. Jessica thinks to herself, like, "How do I tackle this? And what what information could I give hot to to show him that that is not true?" And her first thought that she keeps to herself is that she is pregnant.
1: Yes, 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 yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. She yes. is pregnant. With yes, the with the duke's child. daughter. With the exactly, right? Not just with the duke's child, but she knows, mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps it's still not clear, but perhaps even chooses. I think what child is born? Which the, I yeah, is she ate
1: that. Well, but yeah, I mean, because we d- did gave have some shit for Paul. So. She did have to have have influence, obviously, to to have Paul be a boy. Um, yeah. So this is the one thing that I remembered from reading the book. From reading into the book uh last year two years ago yeah, yeah. um i knew she was pregnant with a daughter i see um that's the one thing i remembered yeah and uh i didn't realize it was it was so long until like so far we're not super far into it but i, I didn't think we were gonna be this far yeah. into it to uh
0: I mean, get that revelation we're about a third of the way through the book okay it looks like to me
1: yeah that's 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 about right.
0: Which, uh, I mean, you know, hey, we, we're not just starting out. I mean, that's, that's no. still, we're pretty deep. Um, but, uh, yeah.
1: That's that a shocker. Was,
0: yeah, I, I was completely blindsided by that. And then
1: there's also the, um, the uh, what's her name? The Mother Goose of the Bene Gesserit.
0: Oh, um, yeah, the Reverend Mother. The Reverend
1: Mother, um, who who is like upset that she didn't have a daughter, you know, because because yeah. they be, they can't be one of them, you know, e- even if Paul is the uh, Wiseass Hatterack. Um, yeah. It it still would have been preferable to have a daughter, so they could continue the line of of Bene Gesserit. So I I, I mean, so this is pretty huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah um, And I, I think your your point Is totally true that uh, One of the benefits Of a Benegas Having a daughter is that they can be like Fully steeped in the way mm-hmm. um, But one of the things that, that stuck out to me In that first chapter that I still remember Is um, The Reverend Mother really like Shits on her for being arrogant you know she's like it's it's pretty like jessica was pretty much like i think i can have jesus and yeah and like and and the reverend mother's like bitch like you know what <laughs> what,
1: what makes you think you can you can pull yeah. this off
0: um you know who knows there's probably a lot more of to that too but it was a really it was another really good detail um so the next chapter uh is a short one. Mm. It's the Duke and uh he is thinking to himself he gets a note from a, a messenger that seems like kind of foreboding. And, um, I, I'm looking at the page only cause like the way that the book phrases it is, um, the Duke, the Duke thinks to himself, I was wrong not to take Jessica into my confidence from the first. I must do it now before more damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. And so he has that thought, and then immediately starts making his way to Jessica, and he never gets there.
1: I know. It's, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty heartbreaking.
0: And I gotta say, because as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, shit. But, for... For as long as we've been talking about and expecting uh, this this treasonous act to finally take place, you know, for, for the for the Duke's life to finally be in jeopardy, and for the Harkonnen plan to finally take action, um, you know, at least in my mind, it's taken longer than I thought. I know we've talked about that. And each chapter, like, I find myself kind of waiting for it. Mm -hmm. And so two things happen before it goes down that are big. Jessica says she's fucking pregnant. Yep. And the Duke is like, man, I was kind of a dick, and I'm going to go reconcile that. And those are two real big red flags that shit's about to go down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I didn't see those flags until after it happened and then I was like oh that's why yeah we can't
1: have these big things come to light before right but you know before the fall right this just has to be lingering while everything else is uh yeah going to shit
0: um so it it was funny I guess because I I felt like I'd been looking so closely and the book kind of like tries to smack me in the face I think and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I, I guess I appreciate that. Um,
1: yeah, I think it has to I, be. I think I think it has. I, I it, was surprised. That's yeah,
0: a, I was still surprised.
1: In in a piece like this that Smack you know, put, just puts in so many different details and, um, I, I I you know I I think there's a lot of like. Um, What's the word for it? Just like a lot of false leads, red herrings. Red herrings, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's just a lot of things that kind of, um, you know, I, I think you're, you're kind of um, expected to, to theorize on, and then, and then maybe yeah. what the plot development ends up being is something you didn't even kind of take account of. Um, it's just, it just I mean I think that's just because it's so dense there's tons of moving parts and uh, you don't know what what part is going to move when and where it's going to yeah, go. Yeah,
0: completely I, I think that's a really sharp observation and this chapter is a great example of it because the Duke hears this sound that kind of stops him in his tracks and So instead of going to Jessica, he investigates this sound. Um, First, he comes across the dead body of the smuggler, Mm -hmm. Tuek. Um, Which, that did surprise me, because I I feel like at the dinner party, um, you know... This is yes, another thing. Uh, it,
1: it, it, it gives you the impression that he's going to be in play for a while. It, exactly. That things are going to go down with him. Exactly. Something, but we didn't even get that chance.
0: Right. And and just like you're saying, you know. But, it you know, it never feels, you know, it's not like when you're watching an episode of Scooby-Doo. And, like, one of the characters shows up who looks like a bad guy. But, like you know they're only supposed to look like a bad guy so you don't suspect like the nice farmer yeah is really the bad guy you know yeah um like even the minor characters in this are given a level of attention and care it really does feel like anyone could be a main character like anyone could be someone being introduced like super relevant to the story yep. and we just don't know yeah there, there's
1: there, there's no red shirts is that what they call them red shirts yeah, yeah. yes there's sure. there's really not a lot of those in this book
0: yeah no one right no one is like obviously disposable or brought in only as a uh, some plot device no i mean um and so when when two body is found on the ground i i was surprised by that and then
1: i know this is this is when it happens this thing happens
0: because he he then finds Mapes. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was so happy
1: when I when, when we finally got to the return of Mapes. She'd we, been uh, so uh, she'd been, been, been sorely missed in the last few I chapters.
0: Know. And uh, r- but I mean now she's fucking dying.
1: Dude. I know.
0: I mean uh, right. And then uh, yeah the the Duke is subdued yes and in this um hazy tranquilized state uh he finally understands that it is dr yue who who emerges from the shadows the
1: one person who couldn't be the traitor right who they all thought could never do it
0: yeah because of his imperial conditioning Yep. um Connor, I don't know. T- tell me your tell me your thoughts on uh, this this chapter and um, keep going down
1: here. Yeah, I. It's another hard one. It's another hard one to 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 read, and it's it's riveting, and it's it's kind of stunning how how kind of I guess brazenly, Doctor Yui is is kind of doing this. You know, it's not like it's not. It doesn't seem like it's um. Uh, like he's just doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like he I, I don't feel like there was a lot of setup. Yeah. Um but maybe there was. But then I mean once once um Lido is under and he's tranquilized mm-hmm. and you can, but I can still hear Dr. Yue and, and just kind of explaining his his plan. Um I mean things get a lot you know a lot more interesting. You know, obviously the Duke, he, you know, he, he explains to the Duke exactly what's going on and exactly why he's doing what he's doing and it's all understood and it's all out there in the open. And um, then obviously the one variable, the one um, kind of chaotic element in the fold is the tooth. Yes. Is 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 a uh, a tooth being uh, implanted into mm-hmm. the duke's mouth? Yeah, uh, happens to be filled with poison, poison gas that if if bit down on uh, releases and will kill people. Yes, and this is kind of the hail mary that uh, kind of UA is is going to try and use for redemption. Yeah. And, and uh, in hopes that it kills the Baron.
0: Yeah. But my interpretation of that and what it seems like to me is that UA's um, plan is actually a little different than the, the book has been letting on. And how I first thought of it. Because I thought that Dr. Yue was an unwilling participant of the plan. You know, someone who the Harkonnens have strong arms forcing him to cooperate with the plan with some threat of uh, Wana or or even just, like, a, a promise of, you know, like, clearly UA is focused on his uh, his lover or his wife, Juana, who's maybe dead, maybe mm. in a Harkonnen pleasure house. Yep. I, I don't even know if he knows. But now he says what he truly wants to do is kill the baron.
1: Yeah, that's his end game.
0: And so I I kind of got the impression that um even though his his the conflict within himself is real and he does feel bad about the things that he's doing, um I think he chose to do these things after all. And that he's he's not um as much of a pawn in the Harkonnens game as we thought. And to him, he's actually using the Harkonnens and the Atreides. He's not really loyal to either of them. That's true. His, his only thought is to kill the Baron. And so he doesn't seem to want the Baron to be dead for like his own redemption to be like, see, I know I did these horrible things, but I'll give you this to, you know, like, Yue wants to use the Duke as his own tool, as a weapon to kill the Baron, um, you know, as an act of revenge, it seems.
1: Yeah, which makes it seem like Wana is definitely dead or definitely irretrievable at the very least yeah
0: yeah he's maybe i don't want i don't want to say he's losing it i mean he's probably but i mean he's also thinking the whole time uh you know he's like oh i've i've learned you know that under extreme stress like i can tell if people are telling the truth i learned this from my dear Wana, and this and that Mm -hmm. and he's like when i see the baron i'll know i'll just know i'll see the baron and i'll know like and uh
1: yeah he's 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 at a very heightened emotional state and yeah. (laughs) yeah might not might not be thinking totally logically um but then also there is you know there is kind of even though he doesn't, he, he might not have an allegiance to the Atreides family. He does feel bad about what he's doing. He does hold yeah. a lot of guilt and remorse, and even attempts to save Paul and Jessica.
0: Yes. Yeah. Apparently, leaves supplies. I, I think in the Atreides ring in this.
1: Yeah in in the um the what's it called
0: the 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 ornithopter the
1: ornithopter that they. Get taken? Yeah, I mean, this is we're jumping ahead again, but
0: it's okay. It's okay.
1: Yeah. So, but but yeah, that plays into his. It's it's not necessarily redemption, but I guess kind of. He wants to like do one good thing. Yeah. To kind of cancel out the bad thing he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I,
0: he's a legitimately complicated character.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, he is. I
0: I kind of you know, wasn't sure if I'd hate him or, you know, it's like at first when he's being talked about by the Harkonnens, I'm like, well, this guy's going to be terrible. And then it turns out, you know, he's super conflicted and Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, maybe he's being used. And, you know, then he has a conversation with Jessica and it's like, Oh, he has really strong, legitimate bonds with these people. And now it's like, well, all those things are true. And on top of that, I think he's an active, Player in the game Yeah You know Yeah He's um, He
1: You know He's not being Strong-armed Into doing yeah. this
0: So he's I mean he, he he really is Complicated There's a lot going on with him um, There is absolutely makes him very interested Interesting to read uh, I like yeah. him Honestly I like you
1: I do as well um, But yeah I mean it, it works And The Duke is Taken away
0: Yes um, as is Paul, as is Jessica.
1: Yeah, Jessica wakes up and um, kind of has a vague recollection of things happening in the night and wakes up in in captivity with her hands tied and uh, the, the weirdos uh, kind of surrounding her and um, you know, she's not sure where she is at first. And uh, yeah, the the people that the 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 captors, you know, the agents of the uh, Harconians, um, they all have they all have interesting names that I forget. Yep. Um, but yeah, they're they're just kind of like scumbags. Yeah, who are who have been sent Thugs. to to retrieve? Yeah, who who've, who've been retrieve you know sent to retrieve them, and um, yeah, this is a cool chapter too because I mean. It, it's a it's a good showing of her her skill um and you know she she realizes after a little bit that paul is with her right there mm-hmm. paul is uh tied up next to her and and uh, at first he was kind of feigning sleep um and then eventually uh oh oh it's the it's um what's the is it the guy that's um? They first first meet up with the Baron and the and uh, the guy yeah. who wants Jessica as his prize, right?
0: Yes, yeah. Peter and the Baron. Yeah. Self. Yep. Um, meet Jessica, who's like pretending to be asleep, and then they're like, "Get up! We know you're awake," because this drug was administered to wake you exactly now and she's like how could you know that and then that's oh, when she knows UA that it's dr ua and that's she knows it's dr. that's the moment the moment she kno- um, she
1: she yeah. realizes
0: so it is important for her to to piece together who the traitor is um and also I still don't really understand who or what peter is what his deal is don't really get what a mentat is um <laughs> I guess they just think really logically now. Yeah, really it's like it's like super maybe logical, like a like a fucking uh, uh, you know, Vulcan, Spock. Yeah, you talk about Star Trek.
1: It's all it, um, it, it 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 almost feels like the opposite of a Benedict Gesserit in a way. Kind of like true. All logic, no emotion, or
0: true. I guess that's
1: maybe really what's so
0: compelling about the jessica hot confrontation too
1: yeah I mean, and, and it also what paul is because he is a combination of both
0: yeah potentially that that's uh, also a really good point his his mentatness has not been discussed since uh since just before he was going to arrakis yeah, yeah it's um, been a long time uh but but Jessica is able to see through uh, the Baron's offer. And the Baron is like, well, Peter, you don't really want Jessica. You want power. And I'm going to, you know, you only want Jessica because she's the bride of the Duke and represents all this shit. But you just want power. And (laughs) I'll give you the whole...
1: And, and know, he's like, "No, I want. I just want her. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just
0: want the girl." <laughs> but he is convinced. Yeah, he is ultimately convinced, and it, it is a tense scene because Jessica can tell clearly Peter uh, is kind of a cold-blooded killer, and I, I kind of wondered if Peter was just going to fucking kill the Baron right there. Mm. Honestly, the way she was talking about it. Um, but doesn't happen. Peter's convinced. So it seems, uh, and so instead of going into exile with Jessica, he accepts the baron's offer to kind of like let whatever happened, happen to Jessica. Mm-hmm. Cause we can't really know. Cause when the truth sayers ask a shit about this later, we have to know, have
1: plausible deniability,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, but clearly, you know, the plan is she's going to die. Take him out, babe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, still a lot of uh, planning. You know, everyone has their own plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know what's going on with Peter and the Baron there exactly. I'm sure we'll, we'll catch up with them
1: fooled. shortly.
0: Yeah. I get the impression that Peter is smarter than the Baron, so I I don't know if he's
1: Yeah, the Baron is kind of like a Trump-like figure, I think. Yeah. Where he, yeah. Well, I don't think he's actually very intelligent, but he just has a lot of power and like I think he does think everybody else wants power. It's like yeah. all all anyone cares about.
0: Yeah. I think so too. Um but I mean that that kind of sets Jessica up in a position where she she starts to be able to kind of formulate her escape, even though she's now in the presence of a completely deaf guard who can read lips.
1: Which was definitely so, intentional.
0: Yes, right, so she cannot use the voice yep. on him. Um, and the other two guards, who are not deaf, uh, who I guess should have been, I mean, maybe they should have just had three deaf guards, I don't know maybe, I don't know. maybe I mean, it's just short supply I, I probably
1: but, uh, yeah that's probably the only deaf guard they had and they're like well we need two more guys so
0: right um but they probably would have been better off with just the one deaf guard yeah probably so the other the other two guards um don't seem to take Jessica very seriously and uh they're wise guys they're and they i they you know they pay for that don't they're
1: they? a pair of wise acres yeah. They pay. They do pay. They they end up fighting over her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it I I I I don't know, it's like I could tell that it was going there, but I was also like I wasn't really sure that they were gonna do it, but it's like, okay, so I mean we're really gonna go with like the these two guards are gonna try and, you know. They both wanna they both like I mean they both wanna
1: bang her, yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, and
1: uh, I mean it's just weird because it's all in front of Paul.
0: Yes, <laughs> you know that's like yeah. the weirdest part. Isn't right? Isn't that fucked? Um, but like Paul also recognizes
1: he's totally that, in on it.
0: Right, like that—that's their weakness. I, it's like it's also still weird because I feel like Paul's a bit like, yeah, mom, like you, <laughs> know. you, you know, seduce you, those guards. So we you can go, get girl. Out of here. Yeah, uh, you got
1: it. Something you just gotta use. You just got to utilize what you have, you know, and Jessica is, uh, obviously a MILF. Yeah. (laughs) And she just needs to play it up to to survive, I guess. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, they're both, uh, I mean, Paul, Paul and Jessica are, you know, playing fucking 4D chess. They are.
1: That's like, that's that's absolutely what they're doing.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, during this whole thing, uh... Paul, right, Paul and Jessica are able to, are, are taken out into the sands to be eaten by a sandworm. So I think in our next chunk of chapters, we're going to be getting some the, the sandworm escape that we uh, discussed. Because they're not out of the woods yet.
1: Yes, no, I think they're going to be on the run from a sandworm, probably. Yeah. And see how they outmaneuver one of those bad boys.
0: Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Paul uh, kicks one of the guards so hard that he, like, just fucking dies.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so. And then the other one. He definitely didn't skip leg day. Yeah, no, that's good one. Good one, Andy. Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Big C. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, I don't what what did you what did you think about that whole uh like escape and all that? Do you have any thoughts on that quick? I know we're wrapping up.
1: Yeah, but. I mean uh Yeah, I thought it was I mean, it just it makes sense that they escaped from those guys. I don't think they should have I don't think the Baron should have trusted those guys to
0: Yeah, to it did, it did take feel them a out. little clumsy, I think. Yeah. A little too like the big bad guy is like just dispose of them. Ex-
1: yeah. That's, that's exactly it. It's like Dr. Robotnik, you know, yeah. Like I finally got Sonic yeah. and tails here. Uh, <clears throat> two of my goons, uh, you know, destroy them. and then Obviously that's yeah. not going to work. You got Sonic the hedgehog <laughs> and tails, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to out run you.
0: You fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, first off, I just want to say that that makes Peter metal Sonic. So you know, Oh shit, things. yeah,
1: that works um, I'm down with
0: that But uh, Like, I, I like the setup Of it, and I, I think it's a good In-universe reason for the Baron and Peter to Leave in a way That they Know that they Will be interrogated By a truth-sayer And that this is a very real tactic to, you know, avoid getting caught. Um, so I, I think it makes sense that the Baron leaves. <clears throat> and the Baron, what I think is funny, though, is like the Baron is very clearly like, I'm going to leave. Peter, I can't order you to do anything. I know. But you're going to do something right yeah and peter's like well i can't say but probably <laughs> and then the baron's like okay leaves thinking they're on the same page mm-hmm. and then peter's like all right um so i'm out of here yeah, like, I I know. Gonna, i'm gonna do the same thing which is not what the baron wants. it's like very I think much Peter's supposed to be part of this plan and he just fucking dips yeah
1: yeah <clears throat> Yeah, they they they're not on the same page. Right. Um Which
0: I even get all that, but yeah, and then it's like, what? But just like three regular guards. Like both both the Baron and Peter just got done talking about how important it is that you need to take these precautions because Jessica is as cunning and powerful as she is. <clears throat> and then they give her like a wide fucking open door mm-hmm. to uh to I think it's leave. a total
1: oversight and I think I think maybe that's because they have their, their eyes set on the Duke. Yeah. I think they really just want to kill the Duke, and I don't I don't think they they, they know how maybe they don't know how um powerful Jessica and Paul actually are.
0: Yeah. Maybe they, they're
1: not totally clued in.
0: I don't think they know specifically, but the book does make it a point to at least say they have some idea to the point where, I mean, obviously that's why they have the death guard. That's why Jessica is more heavily restrained than Paul, who just has like a rope instead of like a lock or shit. I don't know.
1: Um, Yeah. I, I just think they, they weren't as careful as they should have been. And, I I I do think they're just they they underestimated even still they underestimated the power of yeah of um or overestimated the the um you know how how well these guards would would yeah uh, go through the the task of disposing of them
0: yeah yeah I mean we'll we'll see I mean maybe depending on how the book deals with uh you know this fallout and how the Harkonnens kind of react to this. I don't really know if I feel like this is another like braille leaf where I'm like, okay, guess I'm just going to have to accept <laughs> that this is kind of dumb in a book that I think everything else has been exceptional. Yeah. Um,
1: it just, it, it just feels a little bit cartoonish. I,
0: yes. Yeah. And it's kind of jarring, you know, because so much of our discussion is dominated by, uh, I, you know, just how, meticulously crafted this yeah. this world really is i mean like you have the dinner party scene i know and then you have this and it's like you, it, it it just feels like a bit of a drop it
1: honestly. makes you it, it kind of makes you feel like you're waiting for them to explain why it was botched yes. so bad
0: yes yeah that that's the thing like am i gonna get something that yeah it makes this feel um more legitimate or is it simply what it is at face value, which I, I, I get the feeling that it probably is just face value. I think this is just how he decided to have this part of the story. Yeah, go.
1: Maybe so. Um, I mean, and, and there are things too that like should be why they escape like UA kind of rigging the ornithopter a little bit and
0: that- that is true.
1: Loosening the seatbelt and the putting the ring in there, and um, I, I just feel like those elements could have been played up more to as, as to why they had an advantage in there. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah. I guess see if there's any yes, any resolution to that.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, and that kind of brings us to our our close. Um, we get UA's perspective. And, uh, I mean, we realize that the Atreides Arrakis castle mansion is completely under siege. Uh, you know, shit's on fire. All the soldiers are there. The Sadaqar are there. Um, and Dr. Yue is like, you know, even from... The Harkonnens, who he, you know, just helped make all this happen. The Harkonnens are giving him shit, too. They're calling yeah. him a traitor, you know. Yeah, they, um, they don't respect him. Yeah, so... We we kind of see that play out. And then, right, um, UA kind of has to sneak around. Like you said, which is totally true. I mean, he, he sets up this ornithopter, knowing that it's the one that they're going to take... Leaves something, supplies, or whatever in it. Apparently, also tells Duncan Idaho to be somewhere we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But um, that seems to be part of this plan too. Uh, for saving Paul and Jessica. So, yeah, I mean, I but I I like what you said that um like you could have the same events happen, but just probably play up uh, UA's role in it too and then you know and then you'd go oh well that's why instead of oh that's you know a bit of a stretch again yeah but, uh, but still I mean overall uh, really good really good
1: I yeah I, I agree and I think it's not even a bad chapter or bad things that are happening it's just like is just, it takes you out of the world for a little bit, just a little bit jarring. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like, even things in the real world are jarring. Like <laughs> it could have just been people yeah, being I mean, idiots. Like
0: people are that stupid all the time. Know. It's you, the truth. You just, you know, don't think to see it in a,
1: a Frank well, Herbert novel,
0: it, right. In a, it, right. In a story all the time. So, um, Yeah, is there uh, anything else you want to mention in these five chapters? We I know we talked a lot. Um, we
1: did talk a lot. This was a, a, a healthy conversation. I think we really covered... This might have been the most thorough episode covering the yeah. most uh, of the material. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Um except in the next five chapters, the Duke is going to die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if you keep saying that you're bound to be right eventually. And then it's, he's this,
1: like, not going to die. <laughs>
0: right.
1: He's just like, nah, he's just going to live forever.
0: This feels like the safest bet. Yeah. So it, far. Yeah, sure. I think it is. Uh, I mean, now that he's in Harkonnen in custody, uh, I don't think he's getting out of it. He's gotta
1: bite the bullet. Or or the tooth. The tooth. Uh huh. Ooh. Um, do
0: you
1: yeah. have anything else you want to add? Or uh, thoughts or theories or yes. any of that good stuff?
0: Yes. Um here's my thought. And it's it's interesting because um, so the tooth. Mm-hmm. We all have them. We do. <laughs> but Some more case, than others. I only want to focus on one tooth. Okay, one tooth, and it's in the mouth of the Duke. Okay, it's a good poison mouth. tooth. Um, I like how you referred to it as a chaotic element because, um, right now, I I don't know what's going to happen to it, only because. The Duke obviously knows that um, he's going to be put in a situation where he has the power to kill the Baron. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems. It seems that that's what's happening. Um, But the Duke is also a very proud, honorable man. And one, I don't know if he would want to kill the Baron that way, even under normal circumstances. Like, let's say uh, it was his idea for you know, or something. Or um, I don't even know if he'd want to do it that way. He'd probably just want to stab him with a sword or something. Yeah, you know?
1: it's not like a noble killing, right? Of any kind.
0: But on top of that, Yue kind of like almost orders him to do it. You know, mm. he's like Baron. Or he's like, you know, telling the Duke um, that it, he's, he's trying to tell Duke Leto that he doesn't have a choice. You know, UA's argument is that, Leto, you are already dead. You're a walking dead man. And there's only one thing that you have power over left in this world. And it's that you hold the fate of your most hated enemy in your hands and in your mouth um and so it would seem very cut and dry to just be like well yeah so the duke is going to kill the baron because they're mortal enemies but the way the story sets it up and because of all these other things going on and the context of the event um I I think the book is going to try and surprise us by having the duke not kill the baron mm-hmm. even though he is capable of it. Yeah. Because of the way UA has tried to set him up like he does not have a choice, mm-hmm. like he has no autonomy left. And I think he will prove that he does by not killing the baron.
1: Yeah, I think at the very least there will be some kind of internal struggle. Yeah. Of having that power and choosing to do it or to not do it yeah you know i don't i mean i just don't see the baron dying right <laughs> like like that at least so yeah um yeah i think it'll be interesting how that plays out but i think you're probably on the right track um because yeah that that seems kind of uh out of character for the duke to go down that route
0: yeah um well hey uh, i you know we're we're finally starting to hit like the inciting incident of what will be the remaining two-thirds of the entire book
1: yes yeah this is um so yeah this is the 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 first peak i guess the first uh really intense uh plot point um yeah i'm excited to see what ends up happening there's so many ways it could go um, yeah I think it's gonna be a, a fun uh, it's fun gonna be fun to see how how Jessica and Paul get themselves out of this mess and maybe redeem themselves or s- fix things somehow I don't know it'll be it's it's uh it's gonna it's gonna be cool being out there on the the landscape of Arrakis and kind of be there in the harsh elements and uh, you know, get more than just a chapter's worth of
0: action. I mean, our, our two potential chosen one characters are going to be stranded together. Yeah. You know, presumably their only hope is being saved by Fremen who. I think worship both of them. You know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. So, I mean, I think that will be their saving grace. They, they
1: definitely have have some uh, some allies out there, whether they know right, it or they, not. They can pull that that card if they want to.
0: I think Jessica still might have the prize knife strapped to her leg. That's yeah. a big deal for the yeah. Fremen. So, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think that's all going to come into play. Yeah, they're
1: not without hope.
0: Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. I mean, Arrakis is still opening up to us. We have the whole desert to explore yet. We do. Uh, yeah, we do. Even though it feels like things are really, you know, shit's hitting the fan, and uh, there's a whole lot left. So I, I, I agree.
1: Say, I say, bring it on.
0: Bring it on.
1: Let the sand fall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, hey. Um. Thank you. Uh. For joining me on this this episode you've been a lovely guest um as always i thought i
1: was the the sidekick
0: sidekick yeah you know i mean it's kind of all one role you know okay sidekick slash guest what's you know what's the difference i mean robin was kind of you know robin was Batman's sidekick and a guest in his home (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's both
1: okay but in a talk show the sidekick what happens connor yeah. Is the sidekick, you know, you got the the desk with the host, then you have yeah. the first chair on the side. Yeah. The sidekick sits in that chair for the first part of the show and banter and sorry, bants with the host.
0: Thank you. Thank and, you.
1: And and then once the guest comes out, they move to the to the left. So the guest yeah. has the chair closest to the host.
0: Yeah, but I mean obviously this isn't really working within that format. I mean we're not Really, even making many jokes. This is yeah. I pretty, mean, pretty dry. If pretty, uh, if we're
1: really Conan and Andy, though, know, this is how it's gotta. That's how it's gotta, that's how that's how it has to be.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't I don't know if we are Conan. And <laughs> okay, you know, well, you're the one who made
1: this comparison, so I'm just <laughs>
0: my, yeah, know, playing but, along. You know, I don't think we had to run with it for so long. You know, it's just a a funny part of our band. All right, you I, that you and I have. Um. If you'd like to hear more of our dry, dooney bant, um, dry like the desert. That's right. Um, follow us on uh, DuneDudes.spotify.net.
1: Why are you doing this?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but because Connor, I mean, Dune Dudes is not even on its own like separate podcast. It's a regular radio. So <laughs> If anyone is fucking listening to a regular radio, they know. What the fuck to do? Because you say it in every other episode.
1: <laughs> um, okay, well, this is important, though. Do you do you um, want to tell guests where to go if they have any issues with the audio?
0: Oh, uh, if, yeah, if, if they have any issues have with your the audio, um, they should email, send an email uh, to corruptedtv at gmail.com.
1: Try. You can try that email if you want and see what happens. See if it goes through. <laughs> uh, or, and,
0: you can, uh, or you can, or you
1: can shove it up your ass. Yeah, and then because I don't give uh, a fuck.
0: Corrupted TV at Twitter is just at corrupted TV.
1: You're yeah. You're right about that.
0: Right. Yeah. So, uh, it's not that hard. You know, it's, it's <laughs> you not, can find it's us not, pretty easily. It's not that hard. You could just guess and you know send messages out into the ether or just click on any irregular radio episode that is not Dune dudes and go to the last five seconds of the episode and you will get all the information that you need. So
1: what if we gained uh, a whole, like a, like like a whole new fan base of like, like middle-aged, like just Dune fans who like, (laughs) like,
0: like there, just be cool. Call fans how, of Dune. Yeah, I don't know how many. How I haven't looked anything up, but how many people are making Dune podcasts?
1: You know, <laughs> probably not a lot. There next year there will be.
0: Yes, maybe. Yeah, maybe we are uh, kind of riding this next wave. Yeah, uh, making the wave even. Perhaps. Now,
1: are you upset that this is not on its own podcast feed?
0: Did it? Did I make it sound like that? A little bit. Well, I got to tell you, Tom, no, I'm, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. But uh, I, I guess I did think that maybe it would be uh, separated. So when I first went to listen, I was like, oh, it's a regular radio, which is fine because mm-hmm. I also get the regular radio is kind of just like the umbrella um, yeah. for consolidating our podcast. We've talked about that. If we start swapping spit back up, uh, it's going to be a regular radio. So Correct. Uh, I think ultimately that's more streamlined. Um, so no, 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 not, not really upset. Not really upset.
1: Okay. I mean, the only way I would start its own feed is if you drew a cover for the cover. art.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I sent you that picture of myself.
1: That's not good enough. <laughs> No, I, I I think for a limited series, if we were going to do, like, more than the one book, I think we would do a new feed, but...
0: Well, I mean, then we might. We talked about that. We might. We might. This, this could be a... But, I mean, ultimately, what we're doing is just, like, a fucking book club that people get to listen to. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's not a, even funny. Honestly. It's a book club. It's, well... It's, it's not even really funny. It's no. It's only really just us talking about the fucking book. Yeah. If, but if people, people like that then the, okay cool.
1: the the weird thing is is people do like that people like people like hearing other people talk about things they like or they've read or bliss or watched or listened to and it's something I don't I don't love like unless i totally love the hosts i'm going to be super disinterested but it's like it's like a very very popular genre of podcast like the watch watch through podcasts, like yeah. what Josh and I are doing with Avatar. Yeah. I would not sit through that shit. Right. I really wouldn't. I'd listen to Lemon Kid fucking five times <laughs> in a row <laughs> instead of listening to one watch through or or read a long podcast. But Yeah. But other people like it. And and I think we make it engaging enough where it's 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 a fun it's it's a fun ride. Yeah. And imagine if, if you if you haven't read the book and are not reading the book and just, like, try and piece together all the pieces by, by listening to what we're saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't – I – man, if anyone is doing that, um, you should really take a long, hard look at yourself. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs>
1: should definitely do something else.
0: Yeah. I don't know, send us a message and we'll talk. Yeah, please do Dude, dudes. Spotify. Yeah. I don't even know why I said that shit. Yeah. Spotify <laughs> yeah, right. Yahoo.
1: GeoCities.
0: Yeah. All that all that shit. All that shit and a bag of shit.
1: <laughs> okay, host. Well I'm ready to wrap it up whenever you are.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. I I wasn't sure if like Maybe you wanted to do the, you know, because you like podcasts where people just talk about dumb shit.
1: I do, yeah, you, yeah. You yeah.
0: like podcasts where people just like eat food and talk, uh, you know, just about dumb shit.
1: I I do. That's my favorite podcast. So I
0: thought maybe you know it's like oh, you know, why not get all the crowds here together? But I but I, but I guess you're you're tired, huh?
1: It's I'm not tired. I'm not going to be asleep for hours. I'm not tired at all. I'd be much more tired if we did this at noon.
0: Yeah, you're not going to be asleep for hours. I mean, it's almost two a.m. It's be two up to ten 11.
1: right now. It's two ten. Fuck. Huh. I you haven't
0: gone to sleep since before four. You've been saying
1: I will not go. I will not be asleep until five, probably tonight, if that.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you about that. Probably not on the. Podcast,
1: okay, we're going to so. we're going to end the podcast right now.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say we're going to end it.
1: Okay, you're the host. Sorry.
0: All right, we're going to end the podcast here. <laughs> okay, um, sure. I uh, thank you all for tuning in, especially those of you who have not ever read the book and only want to hear us talk about it. Um, this this it really podcast is for you. you. Yeah, for no right. one else God, God bless you. Um, and uh, hey, next time we'll talk about the Duke being dead. Can't wait. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah.
1: Bye.